I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? Hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 24 and preview of round 25. This episode is brought to you by Piotti, scoring goals like every team is Chivas USA. Uh, uh, no, no, I mean, uh, actually, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the awesome Reddit community of r slash fantasy MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by Michael Denton and our special guest, Dominic Hoffman from Burgundy Wave. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, doing well, Reed. Doing good. Nice to have you here. We were going to have Blaine with us tonight, but he had some stuff come up at the last minute and was not able to join us. Thanks to him so much, though, for joining us during our special second all-access Patreon event that we had before this uh, recording of this podcast so thanks to everyone who joined us for that as well it was a lot of fun and we hope to have more events for those who uh donate to us over at the patreon site so thanks a lot well guys uh round 24 a mini double game week much bigger double game week this round but a pretty exciting one how did your teams do mike um but mine did okay uh i had 143 uh, a captain piotti so that was the big thing i got right this week uh, Ladero and Dempsey in Seattle came through. Um, although I did have the saddest switcheroo of all time with uh, Mira and Lima, um, and I had to choose between one point and zero points, uh, and took the one point. Uh, but of course, I did not have David Villa on my team, and so that worked out for everyone who had David Villa and for my real life team. But uh, 143 overall rank, 241, and I just hit 113 overall value. You, Dominic. Um, well, like I said, I've been I've been a little busy. Last week was a little rough for me. I actually did not even get to make the cutoff because I've been running around doing wedding things. Um, so I made no transfers. So I'm kind of upset about the week. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, even still, I think I got like 80 points out of not doing anything, and you know, that's not bad. Hey, hey, you know who you beat with 80 points? Andrew Weeby. <laughs> Good job. Good job. You beat the Weeby. Uh, and look, re- think about it this way. You didn't make transfers, but you still scored more in a double game week than someone that we know who only got 44. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. He tries hard. Um, no, I get you, though, though Dominic. We uh, we just sent out our uh, Save the Dates today, or our first wave of Save the Dates today. Congratulations. So stuff. Thank you. Thank you. It uh, can come up pretty quick. Um, uh, for myself... I had a good week. I think I did. I had 145 points, uh, round rank 264. So lots of high-scoring teams this week. The highest overall points was a score of 161. Uh, I have a score now of 2,234, and my value jumped a pretty good amount uh, to now 113.7, and that's good enough for 181st overall. So I I lucked out uh, with Piotti as my captain, so fantastic there. And we were talking before the show, 60, we think, is has to be one of the highest points ever for a captain. Uh, we were trying to think of maybe Keen or Donovan or, or maybe even Henri got something back in the day uh, that could have been higher. 
but we ended up deciding we would have had to have been against Chivas USA. So um, <laughs> that that's one of the highest points there. So if you did not Captain Piotti, I'm so sorry. Um, it it just worked out very well for him. I still had Zamali on there. I had Dempsey. I had Via. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Um, some disappointment in Chicago at first with when Mara got that one point, and then he was subbed off, and then they gave up a bunch of goals, and I was like, well, thanks. That worked out for me. <laughs> Um, Nico did not go off, but I did have Ladero and Dempsey and uh, had a nice little mix. So um, a good round. The average points for this round was 61. So if you did better than 61, you're doing pretty well right there. It's a fun round, though. Uh, some of the general fantasy takeaways I had, and you guys can jump in, is Montreal did what needed to be done. To be done but uh, the most significant thing for Montreal is that their new defensive midfielder is is really what's allowing them to do that. And his name looks like Piatti, but it's uh, – how do you say it, Mike? I said Piete. Piete. That, that looks kind of like Captain Piet, uh, but has an, an E on the end, so Piete. Uh, he's been helping a lot out with that defensive pressure, and it's really helped Piatti and Zamali have what they need to be able to get those those points on the board. So that's that's been great for at least the fantasy – attack uh piata is the power he he is the one that that really makes it tick there it's gonna be sad when he does leave um chicago showed some weakness at home which was unusual for them we had a conversation about this with our patreon group and um mike and don you guys can chime in real quick here is that a cause of worry for you to see chicago stuttering some recently donovan um i don't, I don't think that it's you know a, a cause for too much concern. I mean, it's a it's a very, you know, it's very normal. It's summertime. It's going to happen. Um, I, but at the same time, I mean, they have only won one game in August, and I think they've let in ten goals in this month. You know, last three games they let in three each. So it is a little tough to see, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. A lot of away games go, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, yeah and that that's why I went Nikolic going into this week over Dodvi. I figured, well, you know, it's just the away schedule. Um, the only things that's concerned me watching them this week was two things. One was in the Toronto game, Bastian Schweinsteiger was in defense. That's not where he needs to be. He's not going to generate the kind of points we want and the kind of offensive opportunities for Nikolic if he's way back there. Uh, the other things, it seems like they put a lot more um, workload on a comm to create. Um, I don't think Akam is that kind of player. I think he's better kind of playing off creators like Schweinsteiger. Um, and, and so I, to, to me, if more of the workload is going to be Akam, I think you're going to see Chicago struggle the same way they struggled to score goals last year when Akam was their only creative force. So I, I do have some concerns about Chicago. Um, they do have a pretty juicy, juicy matchup this week. So um, I'll be really interested to see if what we've seen is just a blip because losing at home to Toronto is not the, the worst thing in the world. And of course the next game I want to mention because we have Donovan here to, to shed some light onto it. DC grabbed a long awaited win. I don't think this is uh, any reason to start considering DC players in the long run. And Colorado does have a new coach there in the reins. Donovan, we're going to give you a chance cry it out right here about that game <laughs> uh yeah it was pretty sad um but you know there's only so much you can do um we i, I wouldn't put any stock in dc nor would i put any stock in you know colorado I, it's 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 one of those things where it, it happens and i i wasn't I, I didn't look up the rest of the game so 
I kind of just held, <laughs> held my hand in my head, head in my hands, and just cried for the next six, 60 minutes or so. Ooh, tough. And the last game I'm going to mention before I let you guys talk about your fantasy standouts is uh, Seattle got the win uh, that we all expected them to get. Maybe not as high scoring as we had hoped, um, but Ethan Finlay broke the clean sheet streak that uh, Seattle was working on. Uh, he slotted in pretty pretty decently with Minnesota. They, they've still got a lot of missing pieces, but Finlay could be a nice little bright spot on the rise for Minnesota if you're looking for some differentials going forward. And Seattle is is still getting it done, especially at home. Uh, at this point of the year, that's great to have, not just from a fan point of view, from the club point of view, from the fantasy point of view, as some reliable guys you can start leaning on. Uh, Mike, Donovan, open floor. Any other games you want to point out with particular fantasy takeaways? Uh well, I'll, I'll say my own New York City. Jonathan Lewis scored in the second uh, straight game. Uh, I think he's growing into more of a team. We'll see if he gets um, starting time. Uh, obviously, he's going to be one of the players that uh, Vieira is going to sub out, but uh, he, he's certainly come on uh, and given New York City some good offensive threats. Uh, and he's only 5.5, so if you're looking for a, a switcheroo differential kind of player, uh, he, he's someone to definitely take a look at. Um, I mean, at 5.5, uh, he's always going to be up there. So it, it's someone to, to keep an eye on if you're looking for a good switcheroo, especially this week because switcheroos are kind of difficult, as we, as we were talking about in the chat beforehand. It's kind of hard to pull one off this week. But one of the teams we looked at to do it was the New York teams. So um, I think Lewis might be someone to keep on your radar. And let me just pause right here. Uh, Dominic, I'm so sorry. I had Landon Donovan on the mind from talking about who, who we thought was going to score more points than Piotti, and it's and it's just apparently stayed on on my mind. So um, uh, I I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. At least I didn't call you hat trick Rick or something like that. So you know what's funny um, is I was literally talking about that today. <laughs> I, I don't know why it came up, but I, I just yelled hat trick Rick at somebody interested stuff all day long. Oh, I love that. I wanna that's what I'm gonna do. The next time I get mad at someone and I'm like driving around, I'm just gonna roll down the window and yell hat trick Rick and see what happens. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and if they get it, we're gonna become, become friends. And if not, yeah. then they're just gonna think I'm some weirdo yelling at them, which they should. Uh <laughs> sorry. Back to it, guys. Fantasy takeaways. Dominic, Mike, anything else? Um, I mean, I from this know. week, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, Sporty KC uh, looked better offensively. Um, Dallas has been really struggling, um, and that's going to be important coming up into this game. But maybe we should also talk about Toronto. I mean, they just smashed Chicago 3-1. The score might be a little favorable to what actually happened, but still they went on the road against a T Eastern Conference rival and smashed them. Um, they're clearing away the favorites. All right, well, now let's move into the housekeeping segment. Uh, round 25 starts Wednesday. That is the 23rd of August, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you have all of your teams and your captains set by then Wednesday the 23rd, so an early game week. And is it a huge double game week? Like I said, 14 teams are playing on this double game week. It's crazy. Uh, the total teams, just so you know, Colorado, Columbus, D.C., Dallas, Houston, L.A., Philly, Portland, RSL, San Jose, Seattle, Toronto, Vancouver, and Atlanta, because A comes at the end of the alphabet. Uh, <laughs> there are three teams who are playing a double home game this round. We have Columbus, 
DC, and Real Salt Lake. And that brings us to our first question from Reddit where we were asked, these teams seem to have questionable defenses recently, uh, especially at home. Is this around not to prioritize those double home defenses? And and I disagree with the premise of this question. Um, I think some of these teams do have some decent defenses, but I'll let you guys answer first, Mike. Well, I think I I I think I agree with you that um, they do have some decent defenses. Uh, RSL um, and and even Columbus have been a little bit better than they started off. Uh, I think Colum- uh, uh, RSL is probably the better of the two with some pretty good matchups. Uh, and you'll hear me talk about RSL a lot later. But um, the other thing, part of this question is okay, if you don't like these defenses, what of your one home, one away defenses do you really love? Uh, I could see you maybe going with Toronto um, just because of how strong they are, but none of the other options really jump out at me as, oh, these. this is a team that even though they have a road game, they're a great clean sheet hunting uh, opportunity. I, I, th- I think really. All of these defenses are kind of weak for the double game week, so I think the home teams have a little bit of an advantage over the home and away uh, outside of maybe Toronto. I think Toronto is the only one that's home and away that you're looking at. What you, Donovan? Donovan. I mean, yeah. I'm going to do it the whole time. I'm going to do it the whole time now. I mean, I would, I would agree a lot. I, if, you're, if you're looking at you know the, the three home and home teams, the, the one that I would pick from would be RSL, as much as that pains me. Um, and... <laughs> If, if you're going to go anywhere, you know, like this is the week to go with an away team on defense. But it, the only option that I can see with a with a, a double away would be maybe Atlanta because they're just, you know, I don't think DC is going to score anything, and I doubt Atlanta is going to score an own goal, you know. So that's. But other than that, I mean, Toronto and RSL is the way to go. Yeah, and I agree. I think both Columbus and RSL are kind of sitting around that one goal per game allowed at home, Mark. Um, it's not fantastic. I'll, I'll definitely go with, with that. There, there are some teams that are better, but with that split, the home away that most of the teams have this round, it's it's not bad. It's, it's not bad, and we look at some of the competition they have, especially RSL. Uh, I think there are some good chances still for these double home week teams, and the stats just tend to fall in their favor anyway. That being said, there are still three teams that are on a double away game, so you may want to shy away from some of these unless you really have a chance to go for a differential or you think their floors are pretty high. But Atlanta, San Jose, and Colorado all have two away games, so maybe buyer beware from those players. Moving down to Patreon, thank you so much to everyone who came out to our second all-access event tonight. For those of you who don't know, for the Patreon donors that we have at the $5 level and up, we've started these all-access events that we hope to do maybe once or twice more by the end of this season, definitely more next season, where we just have a chat session. We talk candidly about the game week. We can talk about whatever fantasy, science fiction obsession you happen to have, uh, what happens to be behind Mike on his webcam. There's anything is is on the table right that we talk about. And it's it's a, a way that we like to give back to you all to say say thank you. Um, we try to have people on before the show and in small groups in the chat. Didn't work out so well, but but these sessions ha- have been great. We're going to do more of them and maybe even replace some of our regular episodes for early access for our Patreon donors. Um, 
for for the future potential. So thanks so much for everyone that came out. We had fun. Even had a troll who crashed our chat and we got to ban him. So it was fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's you never how you know, know we're hip and cool. That's right. That's that's how you know we're mainstream because people come in and just start yelling obscenities in all caps at us. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Uh, update news. Uh, I am fi I have finalized the scarf order. Just going through the purchase order right now to get those ordered. We're going to get 35, so we'll definitely have those as some prizes this year. With hope, I will get them by the end of the season so that I can start sending them out during the cup playoff. So we're going to have those, and uh, they're going to look sharp. So you'll see those posted later on after they start coming in, or maybe when I get the proof order, I'll post those on there. But they look really good. Look really good. Uh, and of course, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's the website that we have where people can help support our podcast through donations. Uh, we, we do need money, and we're not afraid as much or ashamed as much to mention that we do need that now. We have hosting fees, and we have uh, fees that cover the prizes that we like to give away. We hope to be able to expand the prizes that we give away next year, maybe even do a monthly giveaway to, to our Patreon members and, and our league participants. So these are things that we want to do to give back to you to say thank you for not just supporting our show, but for being a fan of, of Major League Soccer and the fantasy side. It's it's something we love and we enjoy sharing it with you all. And uh, those of you who help us make it possible, just thanks. Thanks so much. We can't say enough. If you want to get involved in that, then head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash MLS Fantasy Insider. So uh, do that. It's great. Actually, I think it's slash MLSFI. I uh, I got all caught up thinking about how great you guys are. So slash MLSFI <laughs> for that. Uh, now the most important part of, of housekeeping, Mike's injury report. Have at it, Mike. All right. We got a lot this week. Um, Maxim Chanel for New York City. He is out six to eight weeks with a hernia surgery. I think they were hoping to have him sooner than that. But he's going to probably miss the rest of the regular season with that. Uh, Jermaine Jones, uh, double game week this week, but he picked up a toe injury. It doesn't look like he flew with the club to take on Columbus, um, so it looks like he's out. For D.C. United, Steve Birnbaum was not at practice. Uh, he has a concussion evaluation that he's going through, uh, whereas Harks and Brown for D.C. Uh, look like they're going to come back at least into a, as a sub role, and their new acquisition, Stiber, is also now eligible to play. He had some paperwork issues uh, last week. That kept him out of the game against Colorado. Uh, another another double game week. Uh, Plata he rested with a quote slight hamstring injury. Um, I always get nervous about slight hamstring, but RSL is swearing that he is, he's just getting rested for the two upcoming games Wednesday and Saturday. So that might be good news if you want him on your fantasy team. Um, Kellen Rowe uh, had a bad injury at the end of the New, New England match. Uh, don't know what his timetable is, but it, it looked serious, so he, he might be out for the rest of the year. Anil Herrera is suspended for the Hudson River Derby for yellow card accumulation. Uh, Will Johnson is out two to four weeks for Orlando with an ankle sprain. Uh, Youngworth had to leave the match early. I'm not sure what his injury is. Speaking of San Jose, Nick Lima missed all week with, uh, I think it was a a thigh injury, excuse me. Um, he was on Extra Time Radio Live and looked like he was walking around okay, but uh, I'm not sure if he'll play, so keep an eye out for that one. Um, Vincent for Chicago is close to a return, is going to start training this week, so I'm assuming that means he's out at least this week. 
Uh, awful for Columbus is suspended, so he won't be available for the double game week. Uh, Arter for uh, Columbus also had a late injury, and it seems like Mane's injury has been a little bit more severe than it's been disclosed. Uh, I'm not sure if either of them uh, will be available to play. Um, Valentin, uh, I believe he was injured. It was kind of awkward on the broadcast. I'm, I'm hoping to get some more answers on that later this week. Um, my Bala for Portland was suspended with a red card for uh, a dog. So uh, Aurelian Collin, he was subbed off pretty quickly in, in the match. I'm not sure what his injury was, but uh, he's had uh, injury issues uh, all year, it seems. Uh, Mauro Diaz, he missed. Um, supposedly it's an injury. Uh, I'm not sure if they're just trying to rest him up because it doesn't seem like since he's come back from injury that he's been 100%. Um some transfer news, uh, Hella Van Dam is out. Uh, he's gone to Belgium, so he will not be available, obviously, uh, anymore. And let's see, Mira had a calf injury. It was, quote, not serious, but obviously he miss, missed the match against TFC. So I'm not sure if he'll be available for the um, for the match against Minnesota. Uh, Ridgewell is looks like he's going to miss uh, this week as well. His recovery hasn't been going all that well. Uh, I'm not sure about Adi and Gleason for Portland on another double game week team. Um, it was kind of on the fence, but it seemed like they were m more likely to play this coming week. So kind of keep an eye out for Portland news to see if Adi or Gleason will play. And that is all that I have, um, unless you want me to go with the double game uh, yellow card warnings next, or if you want to wait on a second on that read. Yeah, we can go into that right now. We had a couple of Reddit questions that fall into this category. Which teams have some of the highest rotation risks and uh, which double game week players are on a yellow card warning? And uh, uh, Dominic, you and Mike can, can weigh in here. The teams that have the highest rotation risks, I think, are the ones that are going to have the largest travel, the longest travel this round. So, of course, that's Vancouver, which is making the trek from Vancouver down to Orlando. Uh, LA has a big travel as well as Dallas. I think they've got some decent travel uh, in, in mind. Those are three teams I look at as potential rotation risks because of just plain travel. Um, do you all agree with that, or do you have anybody else you want to add in there, Dominic? Um, I would agree with that, too. I do think that Seattle's probably going to move some people around just because they're going to be focusing on Portland on Saturday. Um, and then I would probably say the same, I, you know, again, you're not going to have very many fantasy options from Colorado, but I would assume the same from Colorado kind of looking towards Salt Lake on the weekend. Yeah. And in Seattle, when they were taught, if you watch the match, um, Brian Smetzer said he was looking forward to this week of games because he needed to get some more players, some playing time. So that says to me, he's definitely going to rotate some pieces around, um, so I'd be a little bit nervous about them. But other than that, I, I don't think you're seeing teams that are going to be rotating um, B teams in for A teams. I think you're going to see teams like Seattle that have depth just kind of cycle through them. Uh, same with Toronto. You know, they, if they have that depth, they're going to rotate maybe maybe through that. Um, for most of these other teams, I this is the time of year where you've got to put out A-plus lineups. Um, the red line is very present. You only have nine games left for most of these squads. Now's the time to make a move. I don't think we're going to see teams like slough games the way we've seen it in the past. And like for like for instance, LA, uh, I'm not as concerned about them because they just had the week off. So, and, and 
I don't know why they're rotating at this point unless there's an injury. So <laughs> because there's nothing else they can do, so why not? Yeah, I mean that that the, the ones that are like totally out, maybe you'll see some rotation just to make sure there's no uh Injury concerns, but I think for LA, they're probably just trying to get reps in with um, Jonathan Dos Santos and trying to figure out what works next year. Yeah. And then our second question was uh, which double game week players are on yellow card warnings? So, unless Mike has something to add, this was the disciplinary report as of the uh, broadcast of this episode. So, we're looking here at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time on uh, on Monday. So, so. Jeff Lernowitz uh, from Atlanta, Michael Azira from Colorado, Jonathan Mensah from Columbus, Sean Franklin from D.C., Alex from Houston, A.J. De La Garza from Houston, uh, Allison Drini from L.A., Will Johnson from Orlando, though probably doesn't have to really worry about that after Mike's injury update, uh, Guzman from Portland, and Beckerman from RSL. So, um Several of those guys definitely had the potential of getting some some yellow cards at, at some point during this stretch. <laughs> I try to look at the guys that were potentially going to be maybe picked by someone, but you all want to add anybody? Not yet. Uh, I will see. MLS usually updates at the get day of um, the, tr the, the transfer window, so I'll, I'll put something out Wednesday on um, MLS Injury News for the full list of the double game week. Uh, guys with a yellow card morning. So yeah, uh, great questions right there. Thanks so much for uh, Reddit for everything that you guys do for collecting that. So if you have questions, post them on Reddit. We have a thread every week, and we mention them on the show when they are appropriate and if we're not already going to cover them. Now moving on to our round twenty-five preview. It's going to be team by team because of all the double game weeks that we have. And we're going to start out with our single game week team. So first we have the New York Red Bulls. And uh, in, in the honor of trying to bury the hatchet, I am going to talk about the New York Red Bulls. Um, I think City is going to beat them 2-1. to one. Ha, forget that. Hatchet is not buried. I don't like you. Um, <laughs> the Red Bulls have – I think they've been run ragged. They've, they've had the Open Cup game. They've had some quick games back-to-back. -back. This is another one that's coming up. A little bit more rest. Uh, it's a big game. New York City, New York, uh, Red Bulls going for the final battle for what color is New York. So I think there will be goals on both sides. These have been decently high scoring as of late. Uh, usually one of the teams gets at least two goals. I think this time it's going to come from City. Uh, I think they have the slight edge with that. As far as your fantasy options, single game week players are not high on my list this week. Maybe David Villa. Maybe David Villa. Um, some of that comes from just my frustrations with Gio and Nikolic over these past few rounds. Uh, but he's a quality player, too. So <coughs> he would maybe be the only single game week forward I would even consider for this entire round. Um, definitely the only player I may even consider for for this and this game, though I, I know Mike did mention Bradley Wright Phillips during uh, before the show. Yeah, and Bradley Wright Phillips seems to have a thing for scoring against New York City, uh, and they are at home. They have looked better recently, and New York City won't have Herrera, uh, and that did hurt them in the Open Cup match that they had against the Red Bulls uh, when Herrera wasn't available because I think he was still at, at the U twenty World Cup. 
Um, so this is definitely a game where I could see Bradley Wright Phillips um, getting some goals. If you wanted to go single game week differential, I think that's where I would go. Obviously, David V is a great pick, and I don't have him on my team, so he's probably scoring a hat trick uh, this week as well. Um, but you know, those are probably the only two players I would pick from these games over a double game week guy. Okay, Dominic, New England. Um, I mean, playing DC, I can see this one going one-one. Um, I, you know, I can also see. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a clean sheet from this anyway. And like you said, there isn't really a single game week player that you should be looking at too much. Um, you know, you can always go Lee Win uh, just because it's you know probably your best bet. I think that if anybody's going to score, Kai Kamara is probably going to keep going. Um, but. Other than that, there's no reason to pick anybody from DC. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, New York City, Mike. Well, like I just said, uh, um, I actually am a little down on New York City for this game. I, I, the Red Bulls are hot; they'll have a, a week of rest. Um, so I, I can see New York uh, Red Bulls winning this one. Um, I tend to, like I said before, uh, I tend to favor the Red Bulls as far as a single game week pick. But uh, outside of David Villa, I'm not picking anyone from this game over a double game week. Uh, obviously, David Villa is a contender. He got a hat trick, his only hat trick against the Red Bulls. But usually the Red Bulls have, have contained David Villa in the past. So personally, I would not pick um, David Villa over a double game week forward. Uh, but I could certainly understand if you do. Um, but generally, you know, you're not looking at a clean sheet here. I don't think, I mean, they were able to clean, keep a clean sheet last week. But New York City's gotten really thin on the defensive line with suspensions and injuries and snow and moderator being out. So um, I, I wouldn't go here for any kind of differentials. Okay, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, they're playing at Houston. <coughs> away game for them. Houston's pretty decent on when they're at home. Um, I, I could see this. This is their Houston's going to be – this is going to be Houston's second game of the round, though. So I could see this being a 1-0 Houston win uh, or maybe 0-0. Now, I was talking to Blaine before the show, and he is high on sporting Kansas City without Dom Dwyer, so he thinks that they have a chance of scoring. Take that as you will. He's a sporting Kansas City fan. I think this one's going to be kind of a slow game. Uh, sporting Kansas City is not as strong defensively as they were at the start of the season, but they're still not bad. They've only given up uh, more than one goal on the road three times this season, and that's mostly been in the middle of the year. So even though Houston's a big power, I think there'll be some tired legs. I think that they'll still get one, but I'm not really interested in Sporting Kansas City or – Houston offensive players as much as I like Houston's defensive chances this round. I think they're a sneaky player, a sneaky team to look for players for differentials. Uh, maybe Machado could be a, a nice pick to put there on your back line, or maybe even Tyler Derrick uh, could sneak in there. A lot of this, though, is going to depend on how you think they're going to turn out in their Dallas game. But just some differential picks right there, uh, not someone who would maybe be in your first round. Dominic, Minnesota. Um, I think this is one of those games that you can easily look over. Um, I don't think Minnesota is necessarily going to have anything um, of huge, you know, fantasy implications. Um, I, I want to see how Ethan Finley does again because he, he he looked pretty good against Seattle um, in Seattle, which I thought was very impressive. Um, I do think that they're going to lose. There's no way Chicago loses four in a row. Um, 
but I mean, you know, if you were to look anywhere, I would, I would suggest maybe just keeping an eye on Ethan Finley. Mike Orlando. This is an interesting one to me because Orlando's at home with Vancouver having to take what I think is the longest road trip in MLS from Vancouver to Orlando. Um, so I could see Orlando. I, I think Orlando should win this one. Um, two, one or two, nothing. Um, I, I would, I don't know if I could trust either one of them enough to take them over a double game week option. Um, but I think you could look at Laren and Dwyer here as getting good opportunity against a tired Vancouver, because we know that Vancouver is going to go hard against Seattle. It's a Cascadia cup opponent and Orlando is certainly the game that they can blow off. Uh, so, uh, I think Orlando offense, um, I, I would not go Kaka just because I, I don't think he's good enough to beat out what's a, a pretty good crop of double game week midfielders. Um, but if you wanted to go forward differential, that's where I would go, either Dwyer or Laren. Um, I don't know that I trust Orlando's defense quite enough, especially with Will Johnson being out to go for a clean sheet. So I, I wouldn't go for their defense. But up top, uh, maybe some differential options, but only differential options. You're not considering them over a double game week normally. The Montreal Impact, uh, definitely the standout team from last round. Can they keep it going one more round? Um, I think so. I, I don't know if that makes them worthy of being on your team with these double game week options. I think their game against Toronto has goals in it on both sides. I think, though, that Montreal has the edge. I'm going to call it 2-1. Uh, maybe 2-2 if Toronto does some rotation to save their players for this big rivalry game that they have. Uh, but Toronto's just been firing on everything at home, and, and I think they're going to continue there. Um, Piotti, is, like, is a single game week option maybe? Uh, no. No, I, I think there are much better double game week options, even with as good as Piotti and Zamali have been with getting points recently. Uh, they're, they're not a team that I'm going to look for myself for having players this round. Uh, over at Toronto, even though it is their second game, I, I think they'll keep some in, in the in the gas tank for this. They don't have to travel very far this round, even though they're playing two games. So I think they'll be good for it. Vasquez is a guy you could definitely look at. Um, Bradley, maybe if you want some of those uh, more consistent defensive points. Uh, and, and I guess that brings the elephant in the room up for me of Sebastian Javinko. So let me just put it this way. If you want Sebastian Javinko on your team this round, I understand. The first game against Philadelphia is juicy. Philadelphia has been giving up a lot of goals since they've had Blake gone. Um, having two or three goals given up in a game is not uncommon for them. And that's great for Javinko. He's on an assist and a goal, one, one of each. Or one assist two rounds ago, a goal in this last round. So he's on a bit of form. That being said, he's kind of disappointed me this round. But I get it. That's a great first game for him. A big rivalry game the second time where he's going to want to do do well. So if you want Javinko, I don't have an argument against him. So he would definitely be someone I would look at this round if you have the money. And if you just don't like him like I do, then there's always Josie Altidore. Dominic, Chicago. Um, I mean, like I said before, I don't think that they're going to lose four in a row, um, especially at home against Minnesota. Um, for, you know, the only way I'm, I'm looking is for like a forward in this one. Um, 
you can, I think Nikolic is going to back, uh, bounce back, but there are, I mean, there, there are a lot of good options out there for forward two this week. So it's not any means a go-to. Okay. Thanks guys. Moving into our double game week teams. Uh, last question from Reddit comes in at this point. Uh, the question was which double game week teams are showing the best home versus away form over their last five games. So what I have for you here are the three best teams in their total form, home and away, over the past six games. And that's Seattle, Atlanta, and Toronto. Now, Atlanta's had a couple of weeks off, but each of these three teams have not lost a game in their last five. So home and away, Seattle has uh, five wins and a draw. Atlanta has four wins and two draws. And Toronto has three wins and three draws. So those are all guys, home and away, who are on the best form. Uh, Mike, we're talking about Atlanta. They're playing two away games. What do you think of them? Well, uh, you know, the problem for Atlanta is they're getting to the three-fourth uh, mark uh, of the season and, and as the Falcons showed after three quarters they tend to fall off uh, so hopefully that won't happen to Atlanta United they do have real, some really good matchups this week uh, only playing DC United and, and then Philadelphia um, they've had two weeks off so there's certainly a rust question with them but personally I, I think they'll be okay um, I think Almiron is a great shot I believe uh, Josef Martinez who you know, when he first came, was probably one of the best um, forwards in the league. So I think he's going to be a, a good option this week. Um, and especially because you kind of figure, like, they're all going to start and play because there's no reason for them not to, <laughs> having taken, <coughs> excuse me, having taken two weeks off. So um, I really like Almond. I really like Martinez. Um, I think, we, as we talked about in, in the chat, um, you also have some good uh, defenders there. Um, LPG is a great option. Uh, I don't know how I feel about their clean sheet chances um, with two games on the road, um, but certainly DC United doesn't really scare anyone offensively, um, although DC has scored in both the previous two matchups uh, with Atlanta. So um, I tend to go more offense with these guys because they are both on the, uh, on the road, but Almiron and Martinez are certainly good picks this week. Uh, score predictions, I will say 2-1 um, for both matches. I think, I think uh, D.C. wins the first – excuse me, Atlanta wins the first one, and then Atlanta loses 2-1 uh, at Philadelphia. Let's also add that this is a sandwich <coughs> for Atlanta because they are also on a bye for round 26. Okay. Lost my spot in the rundown because <laughs> I did too much. <coughs> Dominic, Colorado. So after last week, I just really think that Colorado is at the point where they're definitely throwing in, not throwing in the towel. They're not, they're not going to go out there and try to get everything they can. Um, so they're not going to make playoffs this year, I don't think, which means the only last, the last thing that they can go for is, um, you know, the rivalry against Salt Lake. So I expect this first game against Portland to be, you know, it, to not be pretty. Um, I, I don't think that Colorado is going to put a whole lot of effort into that one. Um, I think the one at Salt Lake is going to be much better. Um, but, you know, it's a rivalry game, so it can completely go anywhere. Um, 
score predictions, I think that it's going to be, I think Portland's going to win 2-0, and then I think it's going to be 2-1 Colorado in Salt Lake. Mm. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, Philadelphia is playing at Toronto, and then they are hosting Atlanta for their double game weeks. Uh, Score prediction there, I chatted with Blaine about this um, because he was scheduled to be on the show tonight. I think Toronto is going to bring it to Philadelphia, which is which is honestly what I expect as well. He's thinking a 3-0 result right there versus Atlanta. He has more faith in the rest that Atlanta's gotten. Uh, 1-1 right there is what he's predicting for his score predictions. And like I said earlier, McCarthy is, is just giving up a multiple goals in all of his games. So uh, he's just not a great double game week pick against these, these strong teams. So... Um, it's not a team that I'm looking for any fantasy options from. Uh, if you no, I was going to give you some just some maybes, but I just don't think Philadelphia is a great team to look for this round. Uh, they've, they've struggled. They have guys who have done well and stand out sometimes with consistency, but I don't think that's what you're going to look for right now. I think you're going to want to find those guys who have more of a history of having great breakout, just bust them up double game weeks, and Philadelphia is not that team to go for. Dominic Columbus. Columbus is, like we said, one of those sneaky ones. I mean, they're playing two at home. Uh, I, I think if you're going to look anywhere, it would be the defense with Columbus just to get something something different than everybody else. Um, you know, Stefan is somebody I'm looking at. You know, he, he's, um, he's my starting goalkeeper right now. Um, I haven't really tinkered with it too much, and I probably will tinker with it more than I should. Um, <laughs> Dallas, Dallas has been struggling, and you know you can't. LA can't really score right now. So um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the LA game. Um, it, it, it's probably going to be one, one nothing because um, LA can't. I mean, they do better on the road than they do at home, uh, but I still think it's one nothing Columbus, and then Dallas. I think it's one one. Okay, going on to DC United, they are uh, hosting Atlanta and then hosting New England. Talking with Blaine, very high on that Atlanta game with DC. Uh, he thinks it's going to be one to three. I I don't know if it's quite that much. Uh, I, I could see it more as as one to two. I think three is pushing it, but uh, either way, I think Atlanta takes against D.C. in that first one. But both of us think that there could be a draw against New England. New England struggled on the road. D.C. could probably get something in. Maybe they'll generate another own goal, which seems to be happening for them fairly often. Uh, but not, again, no no fantasy options here. Uh, D.C. are better, I think, than people are willing to give them credit for. They've struggled a lot. They've done a lot during this this window to bring in new pieces, and I think those new pieces are going to help them, and the longer they play together, the more help it will give them. So people who are there are still literally fighting for their jobs, and they're going to play as hard as they can to keep the spots that are still available for the guys who have been there uh, for a little while and, and want to stay at D.C., especially with this new stadium coming. So no fantasy picks, uh, but... Um, Let's let's be nicer to DC. How about that? Yes. How no? dare you ignore Patrick Mullins? 
He's Mo- more Patrick Mullins. I mean, clearly a captain choice this week. I mean, he hasn't scored a goal a goal all year, but I mean, why should that stop you? Victor. Sorry, I should have known when when talking about DC and Mike is around. Insert Captain Mullins. There we go. Yep. Thank you. Okay. We'll do. Sorry about that. Have, Mike have tells him about mul- Dallas. Pick him up multiple times. You know, just have him in like all your spots. Uh, Dallas, um, they're a team that struggled. Um, they've looked really rough. Uh, clearly, Mauro Diaz has not returned to the form we were expecting. I, I, I know. I thought. When Diaz came back, the Dallas was really going to turn it up. It was going to be big points for Rudy uh, and maybe even Coleman, but that that hasn't happened. Um, Diaz being left, and, and the more concerning thing is that since the Gold Cup, their defense hasn't looked all that great. Uh, so they have a big match against Houston. The, the first uh, game of this was a 0-0 um, when it was at Dallas. Uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the Houston was because I thought I wrote it down and I didn't. Um, but I, I would expect something similar. Uh, Houston's gotten a little bit better with the addition of Martinez. Um, so I, I, I don't see that Dallas is, is doing enough consistently. It's probably a 1-1 kind of game. I, I don't really love Dallas here. And, and as we were talking about in the chat, um, Dallas midfielders are one of those perfect. I don't. I think one of them might score, but I don't know which one of them. Is it going to be Llama? Is it going to be Barrios? I think there are better options that are more consistent. Uh, if you want to go differentials, I can see them, but I'm not going to recommend any of them because I, I don't think there's any easy way to determine who's going to do better. Um, at Columbus, they've, they've got a road trip. Uh, I can see them playing very defensively, but Columbus is too good offensively to think they're going to get a clean cheat. Uh, maybe you get a, a Rudy goal. So if you're looking for anyone for, from Dallas, I, I think it's probably Rudy. He's the best bet of any of them to get uh, points. But other than that, I think you have better options. And I just don't see clean sheets here unless you're going differential, especially because most Dallas defenders are pretty heavily priced. And if you want to go with the GV goes Lideros this week, uh, that's an easy place to cut. Dominic, Houston. Um, I mean, I agree. I don't think it's going to be 0-0 when Houston plays Dallas. Um I, I could see one one easily. Uh, I did have um, uh, Machado on my my bench. Um, he you know he may go in. Who knows? Um, against Kansas City, I I do think that they will lose to Kansas City. I think Kansas City will. Have, I mean they've been scoring pretty. They they will score in this game. Um, but yeah, I can see one one going against Dallas, um, and then against Kansas City, I can see. One nothing, Kansas City. So you don't like my sneaky idea of having Houston differentials than as defenders? No, I mean, I don't think, like I said, I it's not, I, I don't trust it against Dallas. That's you can all. say no. I'll invite you back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that get, brings us to LA. Uh, interesting team at Columbus and then hosting San Jose in a big derby game. Um, Dominic is right. L.A. has been doing okay on the road. I think they're going to get a goal against Columbus. Uh, 1-1 I think is doable, but I think L.A. is is solidly in that area of hashtag because MLS. You don't know what's going to happen. They're they're clearly needing to do something. Next year is going to be a rebuilding year or a spend everything you have year, whatever it is kind of year for L.A. Things will change, so they may just experiment with it, and that could really help. Columbus's stock and potentially a clean sheet over to San Jose. I could see them actually saving players for this game because that is 
is really big. I, I think they have a chance of putting up some points in this game, especially if they get uh, Dos Santos starting to click, and uh, we'll call that one 3-1. San Jose's been struggling, especially if Youngworth is uh, not going to be available for them. Um, but yeah, everyone's struggling here, so I'm not looking at LA to be any kind of uh, fantasy go-to for this round. Mike, Portland. Well, they came off uh, or coming off of a good win against the New York Red Bulls, which wasn't as impressive as I was hoping. Uh, I, I know it at least made Reed happy to see uh, the team that beat FC Cincinnati smashed. Uh, but, I did. I, mean, I thought it was a fun game, too. It was a fun game, but I, I was expecting more uh, chance generation Portland. Portland was kind of lucky to get both those goals. It just wasn't really sinking. Uh, clearly, they're missing Audi. Um, that's my wasn't one hesitation about Portland, but there are some good options up and down. Um, if Adi is out, uh, Maddox is probably not a dependable starter, but he's a good uh, differential. Um, he's coming off the bench. He he does have some speed. Um, I, I, you probably wouldn't go go with him, but you know, if you're wanting to just go kind of a crazy differential, because I mean they do get to play. Colorado, and then they have the big matchup against Seattle. I think your better options are in midfield. Uh, obviously, Diego Valeri, anytime he's at home, I, I think he's a great choice. Uh, Colorado uh, on the road has not been uh, the clean sheet force that they were last year, so I think he's certainly viable even without Adi. But if you need to go uh, a cheaper option, uh, Diego Chara picked up nine points in the last game, both offensive and defensive bonus points. Uh, so at 7.1, he can help you make a budget if you need um, to cut in midfield. Also with Colorado, you know you know they don't score a whole lot of goals. If Gleason's out, uh, Atanella is a great option at 4.5. Uh, and you also have Miller at 5.0 for RSL. He's been pretty consistent. Um, he got nine points in the last round, and when he's played, he's gotten six points and, and a few eights and nines if you look up. So... Um, I think, you know, obviously Portland's defense, you can see all the red uh, arrows if you look on their fantasy page, but with Colorado, it's at least a decent differential shout. Now, obviously, I don't expect them to keep a clean sheet against Seattle, and that's kind of the risk you're taking with any of their defenders. But if you're trying to make up some ground, it might be a, an interesting place to go. But yeah, Diego Valeri probably is a must-have this week. Uh, and then there's some good, interesting, cheap differential picks uh, along the other lines. That brings us to Real Salt Lake uh, versus San Jose and then uh, versus Colorado. So two home games this round. And I'll be honest with you, I like Real Salt Lake this year. And and that is not me just channeling Jason or him like taking over my mind or something. I, I think they've got a great shot this round. They're, they're not playing some strong teams. Sorry, Dominic. Um but San Jose, I think they've got a shot. 3-0. Colorado, I think they have a shot. 2-0. Right there, you have uh, some, some great defensive options, some great offensive options. Rusnak has to be uh, a guy that's on your short list for your team, if not a must-have on your team. A great differential option, or maybe even a switcheroo option, if you're going to do that this round, is Silva. Had some good form recently. Could pay off if you want to risk that. Uh, or their defense. Um if you are behind and you want to make up some points, then I think grab yourself three 
RSL defenders and pray for a double clean sheet. Because um, there's your 30 points right there, and that's going to just shut down a gap very quick, depending on what your opponents do. Uh, but I think they have a good shot. I think they have a good shot, not a lot of travel. So RSL is the team that I'm high on this round. And Dominic, San Jose. Um, like you said, I don't think San Jose is going to do a whole lot against RSL. Um, I still don't think it's going to be, you know, 3 nothing Salt Lake, but I, I don't, I can see them not scoring. I can see San Jose not scoring, but I do expect LA and San Jose to be wide open. Um, I have Chris Wanolowski just because he does things to LA that LA doesn't even understand. Uh, <laughs> and I can see, like, I if it, if it starts getting up there in, in, in goals, he's going to be the one scoring them. I want to I want to put a note for Simon to to take that and put it in our intro because I <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Wando note talk to Simon. Okay, and we need to send uh, that to our friend Tyler from Virginia. Uh, I know he was in the extra live chat with Wando this morning. Uh, really happy to to hear Wando's voice. So <laughs> he'll be happy at the Dominic's praise. And then I have a a gap in my notes here. Uh, Mike, are you or Dominic doing Seattle? I believe it's Dominic, but if you want me to do Seattle, I can. Nope, Dominic, keep it going. And Mike, you can All wrap right. us up with the last two. Yeah. Um, Seattle, I think, uh, I mean, they've been in pretty good form. I, I I was surprised that they even, you know, let one in against, or when they were playing Minnesota. Um, you know, Vancouver and Portland, it's not um, – I've got three Seattle players right now. Um, Dempsey is definitely starting. Um, I'm, I've got rolled on in the midfield as of now. Um, and then uh, I've got Jones just kind of sitting there. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I do think that against Portland, they will score uh, just because I don't think they're going to have a lot coming back their way. So they're going to have a lot of possession and they'll be able to, to throw some at net. Um, and against Vancouver, I mean, Van Vancouver's been – Pretty good this year, so I can see that one going um, going for a draw, at, like at a, a solid one-one, because I can see them using using that first week for some rotation. Sure, and as Mike said, there there will be some rotation, and I, I think I mean it's double Cascadia, so that's huge. Right. That, it, it's huge and it's scary, uh, but I I think we'd have to say the Portland game is probably the more important of those two Cascadia matches. But I, I gotta ask. Why Roldan over Ladero? Because I've got Valeri Almiron Vasquez. Money. Is it all money? So it's, it's a little money right now. And I'm, <laughs> it, this is my first draft, so we're still working on it, but I think I'm going to go Roldan as okay, of right now. No. That's, that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, Mike, take us home, Toronto, and then Vancouver. Okay, well, Toronto is probably, as I said earlier, your best defensive bet outside of the home week teams. Um, I think Bono is pretty much locked down the so the starting job, 5.5, not a bad option. Defense, it's a little bit pricier. Uh, your best options are Moore and Morrow. That's 7 and 6.5. Um, Zavalet is a little bit cheaper way to get in there. Uh, I'm not sure if Hasler, he's a 4.5 who got 9 points last round after scoring a goal if he's a locked on starter um 
I think he's a new addition. He's gotten some pretty consistent minutes, so that, that might be something to ask older goaler or your favorite Toronto fan uh, if they think Hazel will play. Because at four point five, getting into that defense is probably worth it. Um, but obviously, your your best value up here is the mid, is the attacking force. Uh, Giovinco, uh, we know what he can do. He, he, when even Reed is thinking about having Giovinco in your team, you know it's a week that you should probably have Giovinco. Or it's the end of the world. Or it's the end of the world, or maybe Reed is just super depressed after Cincinnati's loss, and you know he's just willing to to let go of all of his moral principles and you know do crazy stuff. I don't know. I don't know why you're harping on this, Mike. You've you've gained another New York City supporter. I know. I'm I'm glad to get. I'm I'm waiting for the city. The picture of you in the New York City uh, scarf. No, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, Giovinco last few around 17, four, six, and 10. Um, I, I think he's a good bet. And, and Toronto is still close enough with New York City where they're going to be under pressure to get results and make sure that they can lock down that shield. Also, they have some like all time uh, marks that they can achieve. If you read Matt Doyle's column, you know what those are. Uh, I, I definitely don't see there a whole lot of rotation. Uh, we saw it in the last few games. They certainly do have the depth, but I think generally they're probably pretty good to go forward. So obviously Vasquez, uh, Giovinco, uh, and a name that probably should you should think of, um, but you may not think of immediately, is uh, Margie Delgado. We were talking uh, before the show with Blaine, so I'll give him the credit. 6.3, he's been really hot. I, I don't think he's as consistent as, as some of your other options. But I mean, last few six, two, thirteen, and eight. So if you're at six point three, he's cheap. Uh, he's probably a bit of a differential. So uh, definitely someone to look at. Uh, you know, and obviously Michael Bradley, good defensive midfielder, is always consistent four to to seven points. So you can probably get close to ten points with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, my choices are Giovinco and, and Vasquez from here. Uh, and I guess I should make some score predictions. So I will say 2-1 wins at both games. Mm. And Vancouver. In Vancouver, um, obviously they they just had a big win against Houston. Uh, one of the players that I, I think a lot of people are talking about is uh, Reyna. 8.5 midfielder. He's a really interesting option this week. Um, he hasn't had a lot of the playing time, but when he has, he's done pretty well with it. Um, so I, I definitely think he's someone that if he gets the starting time, um, is really, really a great option. Um, other than that, I don't love a whole lot. Um, you know, Seattle, I would expect them to score, and then they have that really long road trip to Seattle. Excuse me, to Orlando. So I don't know if I love Orlando. Excuse me, Vancouver defenders uh, this week. Uh, obviously, someone like Parker is a pretty cheap option, but generally I would stay away. I mean, I mean, Watson's their best uh, defender overall, but to me, he's such a red card magnet that I, I can never trust him. So, and I, I don't love Montero this week because I, I just think there are better forward options. To me, he's just not consistent. But if you're looking for a little bit of a differential, I wouldn't blame you, especially with Orlando having Will Johnson out and being a little uh, rockier defensively. But, um, yeah, so I think Reyna's probably the, the choice here, uh, and, and Montero's probably your, your other bet. But I'm going to say that they uh, have a 2-2 draw with Seattle and a... 2-0 loss to Orlando. 
All right. Thank you guys for those predictions. Now we're going to move on to the player picks. And uh, Blaine has sent me his picks here, so we'll be able to have some input from him. So let's start with keepers. Dominic, who do you like? Um, right now I've got um, Stefan um, from Columbus. And then, you know, seeing what Gleason does, I've got Antonella at the moment. Then as for Blaine, he also has uh, Stefan there in the goal. Mike? Uh, I have uh, Ramondo in, in goal. Uh, I think San Jose and Colorado just – in this week with bad defenses, I'm just picking the teams that play the worst offenses. So that's to me that's RSL. So I have Ramondo and then Tarbell is back up. Yeah, I uh, struggled with that myself. I I've got Stefan there right now too, but I went back and forth with Ramondo because I wanted to have a lot of RSL defense, and I'm and I'm still myself out on three defenders or two defenders plus uh Ramondo but uh that's tough because I, I know I want to have another offensive player but interesting that you went that way uh moving down to defenders Blaine did go that way with a triple Real Salt Lake defensive line Beltran Glad and Silva Mike what about you uh, I don't have three in back I have um Joven Jones for Seattle, because at this point, I think I'm probably just going to have him in my team the rest of the way. Uh, Belt, what's that? That's that's solid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have Beltran from RSL, uh, although I could change that, um, but he seems to be pretty consistent. And then I have Abu Bakar from Columbus. I know last time he burned people because he got a red card, but look at, at his points. They're, they're great. Um, it's five and nine since he came back from the red card. So... I really like him this week, and with you know two home games, uh, I think he's a he's a good shout. And Dominic, um, right now I've got uh, Jones, uh, I've got Morrow, and then I've got Mears because I'm just going three in the back, and I think Seattle's or I think uh, Atlanta's going to do well this week. All right, this is a great round for three in the back. Uh, which brings us to midfielders. Mike, are you going with your usual five? I am, especially this week. Uh, I have Rusnak because Rusnak at home is pretty much a must-have. Uh, I'm sticking with Ladero. Uh, I talked earlier about Valeri. Uh, and then I also have uh, Justin Miram with the two home matches. And then I'm, I'm going to go with Almiron. Uh, I think the two weeks rest and having Martinez back at Atlanta should take advantage of, of two-week Eastern Conference teams. Dominic? Um, I agree with the five. I've got um, Valeri. I'm going Almiron, Vasquez, Roldan, and Rusnak. Okay, and then Blaine is going with Rusnak, Valeri, Almiron, Roldan, and Vasquez. Forwards, Dominic. Um, like I said, Chris Wondolowski, he does crazy things, and uh, Clint Dempsey as well. Oh, you're no Geo. I like it. I like it. Uh, Blaine is going with Geo and Dempsey. Mike? Uh, I think Blaine's a smart guy, Juvinko and Dempsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> captain pick. Blaine is going with uh, Rusnak as his captain, uh, much to Jason's delight. What about you, Mike? I will not delight Jason, but I will delight you with you, Reed. Givinka. Oh, you, you. you, you. <laughs> Dominic. Um, right now, Valeria is my captain. Ah. And clean sheet chances, Mike. 
I think RSL is probably the best uh, by a little bit. Um, other than that, um, maybe Columbus. I mean, for, at least we're among the double game week teams. Uh, and then Toronto is, is a third bonus pick thrown in there. Do you like RSL for a double? Yes, I, I think they're Okay. Dominic? I don't think that I'm ever allowed to say RSL, so I will say um, I, I think Toronto's got a good shot at it. If you think RSL, Dominic, blink twice. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then uh, Blaine agrees with uh, mostly with Mike. He thinks uh, Real Salt Lake has a great shot at two clean sheets. Columbus has a great shot at one. Houston has a great shot at one. And then Sporting Kansas City has a great shot. Go figure. He's a Sporting Kansas City fan, though. That's who he thinks. All right. Thank you guys so much for all those picks and game breakdowns. Uh, I hope that everyone who is listening found those helpful in uh, navigating this massive double game week that we find ourselves in. Now, moving on into community time, we have the top scorer of the R slash Fantasy MLS League, in which is... Alex Bruni, uh, one of our Patreon donors and who was with us in our recent all-access chat. Uh, he is the manager of Chicken Bucket FC, and he had a high score of 159 points. Uh, that was just too shy from the top score, so awesome man. I happen to know that was also the second highest score of the round. He told us that, and we are going to try to get him on the show sometime because he has been killing it this year. So congrats, Alex. Thanks a whole lot. Uh, moving on to the Patreon League, uh, RJ Gage keeps the number one spot. He um, has a great score there. Uh, Alex is staying in second place, and Mark Prince Medal is still rounding us out at third place. Uh, you guys are killing it. You're tearing away. Uh, I hope one of you all loses soon so we get something shifting up. Just kidding. You guys are great. Thanks a lot for supporting us with Patreon, and I hope you're having fun with the Head to Head League. But now my favorite league, the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts Head-to-Head -head League. Uh, I have kept my spot at number one with a record of 16-1-7. Fantasy Football 24-7 is at a close second with a record of 16-0-8. But Andrew Crawlett is moving up the ranks back into third place with a record of 15 one and eight. So he is closing in on both of us. It was uh, a great round. Uh, Mike, you took on Weeby and uh, you won easily, yes? Yep, I ate my taco. It was very yummy. Uh, 143 to 63. So that's pretty good, pretty good score. Uh, Guy Sanchez took on Ben Bear, and uh, he was beaten by the second highest score uh, in our whole league, 72 to 148. So Ben Bear just got it done this round. Uh, Andrew Crawler got a win over Simon, and that's how he moved up to third, 123 to 121. So that was a close one. Fantasy Football 24-7 beat our buddy Tim over at Soccer Captains, 146-141, to 141, another tight one. Uh, then we had Jason just inching over Ivan from Fantasy Football first, 149-146. to 146. Man, these are very tight this week. Blaine lost to uh, Phil, 134-146. to 146. Okay, well, that one's kind of bad. Sorry to hear about that, Blaine. But congrats, Phil, and thanks for becoming a new Patreon donor. And then finally, I took on my buddy Travis. Uh, and I beat him 145 to 124, so a good match right there. Next round, I am taking on Blaine, and currently we have pretty much the same team, so I may need to do something about that. 
Uh, Phil is taking on Jason. Ivan from Fantasy Football First is taking on Fantasy Football 24-7. Oh, no, the two European sites are going at each other. Tim is taking on Andrew Crawlard. Simon is taking on Mr. Guy Sanchez. Ben Bear is taking on Mike. Ooh, that'll be good, Mike. And uh, Travis is taking on Andrew Weeby. Congrats, Travis, on your win. Uh, Dominic, are you in any fun head-to-heads you want to mention right now? Fun head-to-heads, not not this week, it doesn't look like. Um, I'm, I'm really only in our one head-to-head Burgundy Wave um, league, and it is really fun when the writers all kind of face off against each other, but that's not happening this week. Um, how, are you, uh, how are you doing in that one? Um, you know, pretty middle of the pack. We've got, we've got some good people there. Um, but I think, I think we've got like 55 players or something like that. I think I'm, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you so much everyone for listening and we're going to do some plugs right now. Dominic. Um, well, you know, whenever you get the chance, head over to the Burgundy wave, you can read our stuff. It's, you know, kind of sad at the moment but you know we're getting there we're getting better you know they're, they're, the good times are ahead and if you want them to do articles about playing video games with the players to make it happier please tweet him yeah feel free <laughs> feel free we would love we'd love to do that we think it would be great to do that. Mike uh, I for one will miss the odes to Pablo's mustache and burgundy wave yeah they are <laughs> it's sad that that is gone yeah, I, I mean, at least like they should like bring him back just to like have him a, a mustache on the sideline, even if he's not doing any actual coaching, which he probably wasn't before. Just to have him <laughs> on the sideline with his mustache, I think would please, really accentuate the the crowd. Please experience. do that. Your next tifo, just have it be like a giant a mustache. mustache. Yeah, that's can, brilliant. Can y'all believe that Extra Time Radio had a list of great, best and mustaches? He was not in. Left it. him off. Yeah, he's number one, hands I, down. <laughs> he's on the list. Well, I you know, out to them to their eternal shame, but I didn't get a T-shirt out of it, alas. Well, you know <laughs> that sounds like a hot take that needs to be called in because that's that is a dread that that would be like not putting Mike Petke on a list of people with stylish sweater vests. It's just not. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty bad. You know what's not bad? At MLS injury news, it's a great place to get. <laughs> <laughs> Great place to get injury news. I always appreciate your support and follows. So since I can't get an extra time t-shirt, apparently, if you could send me some follows and tweets, I would appreciate it. <laughs> but MLS Fantasy Insider, home of the seamless transition. <laughs> uh, and, of course, you can check out everything that I have over at MLSFantasyBoss.com. Uh, articles posted over at MLSSoccer.com, usually a picks piece. And uh, this week I'll be on the United States of Soccer podcast talking with Jason Davis about all the fantasy action coming out on Wednesday. Uh, so check all that stuff out. But if nothing else, head over to r slash fantasy MLS and chat with the other great people over there like Alex from Chicken Bucket FC to uh, get your fantasy fix and tips and rate my teams and polls for captains. And it's the place you should be when you are trying to figure out what your transfers are going to be for that round. So thank you so much for listening and good luck.